This is Bad Ghost Podcast. This is Bad Coach Podcast, and I'm Krista, an entrepreneur and accountability coach based out of New York City. Today, I have a really exciting guest, Erica Kemp. She is an amazing runner. She runs with Adidas, and she went to NC State where she was All-American, and we actually ran track together back in the day, although she was far better than me as I was such a snail and just actually getting into running myself back in high school. She had a pass in soccer and was breaking records, ran under a five-minute mile in high school, which is insane. And now she's here giving lots of tips about her nutrition, fueling, and recovery, which is they're all things that are so important when it comes to training and a lot of things that people have a lot of misconceptions and questions about. For me, running has been something that has been there for the past goodness, eight, almost 10 years now. When I first started running in high school, I'd never played a sport before in my life. So a lot of people grew up playing rec soccer. They were doing other things. I'd never done anything. And I'm quite honestly the most uncoordinated person ever. I love art. I love creating things. I love learning. I'm not a sporty girl at all. Um, Super uncoordinated. I have extremely short limbs and I have no balance at all. So in high school, I was like, I need to do something. I need to get active. I was not in good shape at all. I could barely run, I think a 10 minute mile. And at first I tried field hockey, wasn't good at it. And my best friend, she was running cross country and she's like, run with me. So I said, whatever, I'm going to do it. And I remember my first 5k was like over 30 minutes. It was insane. I was like dying. I had to stop. I'd walk, which is crazy for someone who's like 15 years old. You should be able to do it. And I was so out of shape and it really taught me something. So I just started training with the team and putting my whole effort and dedication into it. And by the time I graduated, I think my PR was like 2131 for a 5K. And I was running a six minute mile. Definitely can't do that now, but I'm still running quite frequently. And I do half marathons. I'm actually training for my second full marathon now that's going to be in April. And I definitely do find it hard to fit in runs. And that's another thing people ask me about is how I prioritize, how I get my runs in. And how I actually stay motivated to do it. Now, running's not for everyone. I know there's a huge chunk of people out there who say, I hate running. It's not my thing. And it doesn't have to be your thing. For working out and staying fit, I think it's just extremely important to find something that makes you happy and that's good for your body. Because everyone also has different body types. So if running's not your thing, maybe try yoga or Pilates. Maybe try a spin class. Soul Cycle's really fun. It's really expensive, but it's really fun. Maybe go to a boxing class. Maybe do rowing. Maybe just join a dance class. Go on power walks. It doesn't have to be something standard. You don't need to go lift weights at the gym unless you want to. But you need to find what's best for your body. And some people really need accountability. So find a partner that you can work with, go to the gym with, check in with them. Or maybe it's just for yourself and you like to work out alone. I'm definitely someone who likes to go running by myself because it's meditation time for me and I don't listen to music. I just run, kind of close my eyes sometimes, uh, try not to get by cars. But, you know, really take that time to think and decompress from the busy life that I lead from day to day. It's just that time to myself and that me time, which I really love. When it comes to prioritizing and actually fitting in my runs, my biggest tip is plan it out weekly. So at the beginning of the week, I use my notes app on my phone, which is where I keep all my to-do lists and things that I have to get done. And I plan out the runs that I have to do that week. Now, because I'm training for a race, I have a monthly plan. I usually use Hal Higdon's plans, 
I have that planned out and then I just put my runs for the week and as I do them I cross them off of that list and just delete them from it but I also look at my schedule so let's say I'm like I have something to do Wednesday after work well I'm gonna run in the morning and let's say I want to go out Friday well I'm gonna run in the morning otherwise I'm gonna have to squeeze in a really quick run beforehand because for me running is not something that you know I it's like an extraneous thing I make it a part of my day so it's like brushing your teeth you just have to do it that's how you have to look at it you just have to do it and it's really important to think about how you're going to feel afterwards you may not be super hyped up to do it before but you have to think about that that feeling afterwards and really plan it into your calendar because if you don't have a plan it's not going to happen and that's definitely really important or just find a, a partner that will work out with you if you have a similar schedule maybe a coworker. you could maybe go at lunchtime if you have an hour I know a lot of people that's a luxury but bring your workout clothes go to the gym for 40 minutes freshen up and then go back to the office so quick time to just get that workout in or go right before work if you can find one or bring your workout clothes and go to the gym and don't let yourself go home until you've gotten that sweat in so all really good tips to really fit in your workouts. And I typically like to work out five or six days per week. I know that doesn't work for everyone, but I think three to four times a week is a really great starting place, not just for weight loss or toning up. Yeah, that's great. And those are really good side effects, but it's just good for your health. You know, you have to make sure you're actually getting those workouts in. And then when I work out, if I really need an extra boost of caffeine or energy, I'll use pre-workout. I have uplift it's a women's pre-workout i don't do c4 because it makes me extremely crazy so i'll use uplift and then during my workouts occasionally i'll use bcaas which are amino acids that help with recovery of your muscles and some tips for recovery afterwards i am so bad with stretching but stretching or doing yoga so you can go to a yoga class and there's also a really great channel on youtube that's phrase yoga with adrian and she's videos for everything so really great way you know roll out a mat in your bedroom do it before bed you can do epsom salt baths these are all really great things to help you recover after getting a really hard workout in that way you're ready to go for the next one and i know a lot of people around my age or in a period of time when you're maybe changing jobs or you're moving to a new place it's hard to get back in that workout routine and once you're out of it it's really kind of discouraging to get back but it's just about making those positive changes knowing Rome wasn't built in a day you're not going to get so much better immediately you're not going to see changes right away but consistency is key and you want to make sure you're fueling your body properly as well, not just drinking a lot and eating a lot of junky pizza. You want to make sure you're eating really healthy foods. And you can use an app like MyFitnessPal to make sure you're hitting all of your macronutrients, you're eating enough protein. And I'll be having some health-focused individuals, nutritionists, people who are studying nutrition on the show pretty soon to talk about what you should be putting in your tank. You know, you want to think about your body like a car. And in order for it to run, you can't be filling it with the shitty gas. You can't be letting it run on empty. You have to fuel yourself. Otherwise, nothing's going to come out of it. I know there's a ton of crazy fad diets that we can definitely dissect. Um, and that's definitely my goal. So if you have questions about nutrition, I'm going to open up a poll on Instagram before I do these interviews. And you can just fire away and let me know what those questions are. Because I know, you know, there's the keto diet. There's, God, Atkins. I don't know what else. There's the celery juice. You know, I want to break those down and see if they work if they don't work but just getting back into that routine after you've fallen off the bandwagon it's just easing into it and I can tell you from a personal standpoint I switched jobs over six months ago or about six months ago I can't count and 
it was really hard to just get back into the routine of running just you know you get overwhelmed with some other things and you're you're thinking about other things and it's okay you know a little bit of change is not going to completely affect your body and yeah it's not always great to see your abs go away but you can get them back and or you can get abs if you've never had them before but it's all about just changing your mindset and being healthy because what comes before looking good and I know everyone wants to have like washboard abs and they want to have like a fucking thigh gap and like just look really good. But the real thing that you need to be focusing on is how you feel. So if you feel tired, if you feel sick, if you feel out of shape, that's what you need to focus on first. Because if you don't feel good, you're not going to look good. You need to feel good first, get there mentally, get there feeling there physically before you look good. So that's what exercise and diet should be. And one final thing to focus on when it comes to your health and fitness and something that I put a huge, huge spotlight on in my own life is drinking enough water. This is something that a lot of people don't do and you need so much water. You know, for me, I try to aim for a gallon of water a day. 64 ounces is sufficient, but I think an ounce for every pound of body weight you have is good, especially if you're a salty sweater, which I definitely am. So I drink about a gallon a day and what I do is I have this water bottle, it's like a camelback with a straw and I just carry it with me everywhere, like it's glued to my hand. When I say I carry it with me everywhere, like it comes room to room with me and I just keep it full all the time, end up drinking like five of them every day, it's about 25 ounces and it just makes it super easy to drink water. So you could do something like that or you could get a really cute hydro flask or a cute swell bottle, something that you're going to like carrying around and that you won't forget and just keep it full and keep your hand on it like just carry it with you everywhere and you're going to remember to drink water because drinking water yeah it's good for you you're like oh drink water blah blah blah. but it's good for your skin it keeps you regular in the bathroom you're not going to be constipated you need to poop everyone poops helps with bloating water retention and when you're working out you're sweating i hope you're you're working out every day after you listen to this so you need to make sure that you're actually putting that water back in your body so just pick up a cute water bottle and keep it full constantly. And before I ramble any longer, here's my interview with Erica. So just tell everyone a little bit about how you got into running. I mean, you're seriously amazing. And I know you weren't always like focused on running and you started with other sports. Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I signed with the Boston Athletic Association, which is the um, organization that sponsors the Boston Marathon every year and we like through them we have a partnership with Adidas so I definitely like didn't really think I would end up being a runner um, soccer was always like my first love but then freshman year of high school like soccer coach ended up being one of the track coaches and he talked me into coming out for the team and I ended up not being terrible at it and it just kind of like spiraled from there like the better I got the more I wanted to like try it out and the more I like came to appreciate it as a sport and like as a lifestyle yeah and I can imagine it can't always be easy to feel motivated and get all your runs in I mean there's sometimes I mean I cannot get myself to like get out of bed stop watching Netflix to do a run do you have (laughs) ways that you kind of get yourself going when you don't feel motivated or when you just feel like being a lazy like sack of shit right So I definitely get those days like probably every single week because like running can seem to get old. But at the same time, I just like remember that feeling when you're done the run and like, you know, you put in the miles, like, you know, you've gotten fitter, you've done what you needed to do. And like that feeling post run of like actually accomplishing something and like feeling good about yourself is usually enough to like get me out the door. 
Yeah, absolutely. That post run, like the runner's high makes you just feel so good. Like thinking about the feeling afterwards, not necessarily the feeling during. Right. No matter how you feel. Cool. And when you're busy and you have a million other things to do, how do you fit in those runs? Like really prioritize your tasks? Um, yeah, I think the easiest way to make sure I fit them in is just to like make it one of those like top three goals to accomplish that day and to like stay on like my schedule. Like I know I've carved out this specific window for running every single day. So I do like my very best to make sure I never schedule anything else with that. And if I do, I make sure I leave enough time to still get that run in. So like if I have an appointment or something and maybe the run has to get cut short, but like there's that one window a day where it's just running only. Yeah. And making sure it's something, not something you like have to do, but it's just built into your day. Right. Like it's just a task that you, it just needs to get done, like brushing your teeth. Yep. And do you have mantras like during braces or hard workouts or runs when you're you know, struggling or it feels like it's getting kind of hard that you tell yourself in your head? That's a good one. I mean, a good one is so like, um, I went to NC state and mm-hmm. our big, like, famous basketball coach Jimmy V he was like the guy who gave who had cancer and gave that like epic speech at the SBs and like great guy but we had like Jimmy V quotes all over the walls and his big one was always like don't give up don't ever give up and it's like coming from NC State like that's like drilled into you like you're just not a quitter like once you stop you're gonna have to see it through and that was just like a big part of my like college experience and it kind of like stuck with me now because like everything's super hard like in this like professional realm like everyone's a lot better and the training's a lot harder but you just don't give up exactly yeah you're like doing it for yourself you can't admit failure right and what kind of cross training do you do do you have days specifically dedicated to cross training or maybe when you're you know off season Um, so I'm actually not a huge fan of cross training just because Mm -hmm. like, it usually reminds me that I can't or haven't gone out for a run. Yeah. (laughs) But like, if it is absolutely necessary, swimming or biking is definitely like my top two. Um, I really like aqua jogging in the pool, um, with like the flotation belt. Cause that's like super similar to running. You get to like keep your form and you still kind of get that running vibe. And then the bike's a nice, um, switch up because you can really get your heart rate up like I probably sweat more on the bike than I do running Mm -hmm. definitely and I feel like that's a a really good alternative kind of lighter on your joints than going out and running on pavement or on the track right cross training cool and for recovery when you're recovering after a race how long do you take off and maybe after hard workouts do you have any specific things that you do So after a race, probably a full day off and then maybe two or three days of just like easy runs, like making sure nothing hurts and everything's okay to like move forward and get back into training and just kind of like give your body that break because like you race, so like you deserve it. And then after workouts, Epsom salt baths are great. They feel great. They smell nice and they really do help like sore muscles. I've always been a huge fan of ice baths as well. And then um, I'm actually a huge acupuncture fan. Yeah. I feel like ice baths. Tell me about that. I mean, are you filling your whole tub with ice? Are you putting like a bathtub, like some ice cubes in it? So people like at home who might not have like a big um, like recovery place, like with a big ice bath. 
Right. So especially when you travel, you definitely have to do some makeshift ice baths. But I would say fill the tub um, probably like five or six inches with as cold of water as you can get to come out of the faucet, which is usually pretty cold. And then at that point, I would just like pour enough ice into the tub, probably like one or two 10 pound bags of ice, which will just give you like a nice layer of ice on top. That'll bring that water down to like the perfect temperature. How long do you stay in? I feel like I'd be shivering. 10 to 15 minutes. And like, it's definitely going to be really cold. Yeah. But after the first like three minutes, like your feet and everything kind of adjust to it. And then you shouldn't really stay in any longer than 15. Like you're not going to get any health benefits out of it. Like at that point, you're just like risking nerve damage from being stupid. Hypothermia. Absolutely. And acupuncture. I've never tried acupuncture before. How does it how does it work? It honestly freaks me out. I feel like I would be like bugging out laying there with all the needles in me. Right. Like I didn't think it was that bad to watch until I went with a friend and watched her appointment first. And then I like kind of gagged a little bit, but I'm so obsessed with it. Um, so what it does is they go in and they're super, super tiny needles. You really don't feel them that much. And they hit like the trigger points in your muscles. And what that does is like force that muscle to like contract and release really fast. So it's kind of like a full reset because a lot of like, as far as like chronic pain goes or just like muscle stiffness, it can come from all those knots you get from working out. And what the needles do is they kind of like wake those muscles up and force them to smooth out. And I think I saw you recently posting about cryotherapy, which also freaks me out, reminds me of like an ice bath. How does that work? I've seen a lot about that recently, really trendy in there and benefits of it. So it's the same benefits as an ice bath where it just brings down all the inflammation in your body, which like inflammation is going to be like your number one cause of pain or like your first indicator that like something is like swelling or overused. So it's really good to like keep that inflammation down. So cryo is like a super intense ice bath. It's like vaporized liquid nitrogen. And you're only in there for three minutes because it's like negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like something absurd. Insane. They give you like gloves, right? You wear like the special gloves and socks. Yeah, they give you like super, super nice like wool gloves and um, socks. So like your hands and feet are totally fine. And it really only felt cold the last like 30 seconds of the three minutes I was in there. But it's a much shorter, slightly more expensive alternative to an ice bath. Yeah, really intense flash of cold. Right. And with hydration, this is something I think a lot of people are really confused about. I mean, myself in general, I feel like there's a lot of mixed messages about hydration, the best method. Do you have something you found that really works for you? Um, Drink a ton of water. (laughs) Do you do like like sports drinks or like coconut water or anything weird like IVs? Yeah. So um, before races, I actually do usually try and drink like one big coconut water like each day leading up to the race for about like three days out. And then depending on when my race is, like if I have a morning race, I won't drink one in the morning. But if I race in the evening, I'll try and drink one in the morning just because it has like more natural electrolytes because I'm not a huge fan of most sports drinks because like they tend to be super salty and dehydrate you even more, which like defeats the purpose. But I have recently started using, yeah, and, like, you just don't want the dyes and everything. 
But recently I started using this brand called Martin, M-A-U-R-T-E-N. They're mm-hmm. this Swedish based um, sports drink company and like they're, they have their like own patented mix of electrolytes and sugars and stuff. And I've been using it the last couple of months after hard workouts and I've really liked it. Awesome. And what about nutrition? Again, something else people are really, really confused about. They're following weird diet trends. And especially with running, you have to be really careful about the foods that you're eating, making sure you're fueling yourself properly. Do you find a specific diet works for you? And with like pre and post runs um, and races, like what you're eating specifically? Yeah. So in general, What I've done and what I've seen a lot of like my successful teammates do is really just focusing on getting at like getting enough is the number one thing is you need to make sure you're eating enough to replace all the calories you're burning while you're working really hard. Because if you're in a calorie deficit, you're just going to feel terrible no matter what. But um, especially as like a female endurance athlete, you really do want to make sure you're getting enough protein and fat because that's going to prolong your ability to work out because women have a harder time burning fat than men, but to train your body to burn fat, which is more sustainable long-term, you need to actually eat fat. So like, it makes me like really frustrated when I see women cutting back on fat and cutting back on protein. And I'm like, no, they're they're like your two best friends as an athlete or as someone who's very active because they're going to keep you more satiated and you're going to feel fuller longer and you're actually going to get more out of it than just like trying to fill it with something else like a sugary smoothie or I don't I've seen people cut down on carbs too so it's like I don't know what you would fill that hole with if you cut down on your protein and your fat what are some of your go-to meals maybe you have like a long run or a race coming up something that's going to really fill you up without making you feel sick my go-to post-run brunch is definitely like a nice big egg scramble with like lots of vegetables like kale and broccoli and peppers with like turkey bacon and then a side of like avocado toast because then you have your fats, you have plenty of protein with your eggs and your bacon, you got all your veggies in there and then you have your whole grains and your toast but like the veggies and the protein make up the majority of the meal which is like ideal. Cool. Well, I love avocados. More avocados, the better. And right. what would you say to someone who's never run before? They've never put on a pair of running shoes, gone on a run, and people find it so intimidating to start. What would you say to them? I would say it gets easier. Like, no matter what, I promise you it gets easier because even when we take our, like, two-week break and try and get back into running, those first few runs back are hard. Like running never really gets to the point where like you can just go do it, but it's so enjoyable and every single day it gets easier and you love it more. And with training, another thing that people are super confused about running shoes and gear, do you have recommendations on how people can find the right things for them? Because I know a lot of people go out and they just buy the most you know flashy pair of sneakers that they can find, but they're not necessarily <laughs> the best for training. Right. If someone really wants to get into running and like protect their feet, I would definitely say go to your local running store, because if you go to like a running specific store, they're going to measure your feet. They're going to watch you walk around. They're going to watch you jog and they're going to tell you what kind of shoe you really need. 
Like I wear a neutral shoe because I don't tend to pronate or anything like that. But a lot of my teammates wear stability shoes. Whereas like if you put someone who needs stability in a neutral shoe, they're going to have some like feet issues. And that's the last thing you want when you're running. Yeah, I've been wearing the Sockney Guide for the past, God, like 10 years <laughs> since I started <laughs> running the same pair of literally wearing them right now because I have to go to the gym after this. That's too funny. I cannot do a neutral shoe because I'll get like shin splints. I'll just be in so much right. pain. Cool. And one more question. Where can people find you on social if they want to follow you on Instagram or Twitter? So my handle for Twitter and Instagram is I'm Tiny Rick. And the story behind that name is it comes from Rick and Morty, if you've ever seen it. And Rick turns himself into a small teenager, but he happens to be the much cooler version of himself. And he just runs around for 20 minutes yelling, I'm Tiny Rick. And I also happen to be small and my name can be shortened to Rick. So there you go. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bad Coach Podcast. I hope that you learned a little bit from Erica about training and fueling your body. These things are so important. Recovery, training properly to make sure that you're operating at your ultimate best. So make sure you follow Erica. She's at I'm Tiny Rick, I-M-T-I-N-Y-R-I-K on Instagram just to see what she's doing and keep up with her and really get some inspo for workouts. And be sure to follow me on Instagram to stay updated for new episodes and exciting guests. I'm at BadCoachNYC. And if you have questions for me about accountability coaching, you think you should be on my show because you're awesome, or you know someone that should be, send me over an email or a DM. My email is Krista at BadCoachNYC.com. I'd love to feature more exciting people on this show, whether it be nutrition, musicians, artists, personal trainers, entrepreneurs, business owners, scientists, whatever your niche is, I'd love to pick your brain. And I'm also really open hearing ideas for solo casts to throw up throughout the week. I think there's been some people asking about that. So send me over some ideas and thanks again for listening. Bye.